by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thank the Lord to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving Patriotic, deplorable bum. I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go run, we go Good evening, family. How is everybody doing today? Absolutely beautiful day here. Got to see some sunshine again, but it's rather cold. Matter of fact, right now it's getting down to the 30s. It's quite windy, so it's actually a wind chill, probably in the 20s at this point. 
but I do love this weather. No complaints here. God is great. Guys, I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. This is going to be a phenomenal episode, Kilted Christian episode 474 with Dustin Nemos. And I tell you, this is one guest that I get excited about every time because I don't have to come in with a topic. I can just let him go and I'll follow his lead. Absolutely brilliant person. Great story. Um, loves Christ as much as we do. Very, very knowledgeable and always a phenomenal conversation. Once again, Kilted Christian episode 474 with Dustin Nemos. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We are the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. Hope everyone had an absolutely beautiful day. Once again, guys, um, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday or not. You know I've been half deaf for the last like month pretty much since Bards Fest. Um, mullen root was the answer, guys. Mullen leaf, actually. Mullen leaf. So if you're deaf out there and you're having congestion issues, get some mullen leaf. It worked w- within just two doses of this stuff. And yeah. uh, I'm starting to be able to hear out of my right ear again. I got all my hearing out of my left ear. Once again, God's great. He gives us everything that we need. You can more than likely go out into the woods in your local area and find what you need to to survive and to help you get healthy. Um, Mullen's one of them, you know. Just get get one of those little guides that tells you so you're not accidentally eating poison ivy because that would be awful. So anyways, uh, first I'm going to say hello to Liv. And Liv, how are you doing today, sweetie? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a great day, a little chilly here and windy, but it's really been nice. Welcome, Dustin. I'm glad to, I'm glad you're with us tonight. It's such a pleasure to have you on. It's good to see you. You both. I yeah. Hope you're all, good to see you guys. Well. well, yeah, last time we tried this, um, you were dealing with hurricanes and all kinds of crazy storms and everything else. Um, it, this is all stuff that's yeah. being manipulated. I, I can't tell you that a week goes by that I'm not just going, just shaking my head going, and here we go again. Um, yeah, but we've got great receptions this time. Yeah, we got you right here with this. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal show. And like I said, man, I, I am always blessed that you would give Absolutely. us your time to come on this mm-hmm. show. Um, you know how highly I think of you. Um, we have wonderful conversations. You're a brilliant person and you're a good soul. Even more importantly, you're a phenomenal good soul. You love people. You love God. And you want the best for people, even when it comes down to telling them things that they don't necessarily want to hear. And we live in that world right now where yeah. people sometimes just want to live in their own little la-la land and not hear truth because truth hurts. But you know what? Truth is what's going to get us through this, and it's going to help us be prepared. So I'm uh, just – if you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, and then you go ahead and start the conversation. Like I said, I'm going to follow your lead. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, life is pain and, um, you know, my, my people are perishing left and right for lack of knowledge. And if you really want to be specific about what that means, I, I think that we have a pretty good argument that that specific knowledge that the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, there's a couple specific things that you could refer to, one of which would be the seed war, um, which has been killing mankind since before the flood and all the way up to now. It's yes. the reason for the vaccine. It's the reason for what's happening in Gaza. It's the reasons for everything so um you know at the end of the day we can connect pretty much every conspiracy of today and over human history back to this seed war so uh, my people are literally perishing right now left and right uh, being poisoned being uh, starved to death being set up for a famine um, being set up for war 
uh, wars they can't win, being depleted of their arsenal, all that stuff uh, by an enemy that they don't even know. Mm -hmm. Many of them think are God's chosen people and they are not. Uh, they pretending to be, but they're the synagogue of Satan and do lie. Um, we, we could really go a lot of places. Some of the stuff I've been working on lately to answer your question is, is sort of, you know, one, addressing what's happening in Gaza, but yeah. two, also trying to decode more of prophecy so people can really understand, like specifically, what were they talking about? And I've gotten to where many prophecies on our website, the, the Serapeum, um, the archive of hidden history that I built, many of the prophecies are literally hyperlinked at this point. You can just click and the verse will take you to the specific event that that prophecy is referencing mm -hmm. or the specific, um, you know, uh, thing that that prophecy is referencing. Um, not every prophecy, obviously I haven't decoded everything, but there are many parts of prophecy that are, you know, they're highly specific. Yeah. So when you find the right sequence of events, you should not have any sort of like, uh, there's nothing, you know, maybe iffy about this It's highly specific. It is, or it is not. And some of these are incredibly specific, um, things that are happening. So we do see some red alerts happening in end times prophecy. I think we've talked a little bit about that before. Some of the, the things that I've recently, uh, decoded was for example, judges one, like, did you know, uh, in, in judges one, um, and, and really the, the whole story between Joshua and, and leave nothing alive, the quote from God about the Canaanite tribes, the giants, the, you know, the demon giant, baby eating cannibal, you know, blood sacrificing um, uh, demons, basically. Those things were told, we were told to leave nothing alive, uh, even the animals in some cases, because they were probably genetically corrupted yes. as well. So God warned us, um, through Judges 1 and the situation around Joshua and Saul. And the reason we have a King David instead of a King Saul, in fact, was because Saul refused to kill all of the Amalekites. I mean, that's literally why God replaced him. He was told to kill all of the bad guys. He refused to do so. And then God replaced him with David, who would kill the giants even as a boy. So that's basically kind of the story that in the context, um, and, and in right there in Judges 1, God literally warns us, I'm going to pull up... Uh, the sort of the, for example, uh, 1 Samuel 28, 18, just specifically that one verse, just as an example to set the context here, because thou obeyedest not the voice of Yahweh, nor executest his fierce, fierce wrath against, uh, upon Amalek, therefore hath Yahweh done this thing unto thee this day. And that's basically Saul losing his kingship. And, and why did he lose his kingship? Because, uh, as I said earlier, God punished him because he refused to kill all of the Amalekites. Mm -hmm. So if you go to uh, Judges 1 and Judges 2, it basically is, is promising. Uh, for example, Judges 2, um, verses 21 and 22, he says, quote, I, will, I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations, specifically of the nations, which Joshua left when he died. Now, which ones were that? The Canaanites that God told him to leave nothing alive of. So um, he's saying that I'm going to leave those giants, the seed of the serpent, in your countries as punishment here. Okay, so we, we're getting the prophecy of the deep state yes. right here, literally. So verse 22, um, following up with that, says that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of Yahweh to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. So this is basically the prophecy of a Jewish de a demon Canaanite former giant, not giant anymore, same bloodline, uh, seed of the serpent, deep state that would rule over us and subjugate us and punish us if we follow, uh, fall astray from God's law.
just like in the Bible, every time yep. God's people stop following his law and they turn to idols and demons and, and uh, all this other pagan stuff, he throws them to their enemies or gets them enslaved by either uh, the, 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 the enemy, the seed of the serpent, or just some other kingdom like Babylon or Assyria or something. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the context of Judges 2 right there earlier on, just so people understand, is 13 and 14. And they forsook Yahweh and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of Yahweh was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Now, there's a lot of stuff in Judges 1 and 2 that basically explains where we are today. And also in Judges 1, um, it's basically a warning that uh, if we don't, I'm sorry, in Deuteronomy 28, it's basically a warning that if we don't follow Yahweh's eternal law, then we are going to be uh, oppressed and conquered by Jews who will basically just enslave us. So some of the context there, because that's a lot, and that's a lot to claim and not be able to qualify. So let me qualify it real fast. Right. Uh, when, I, when I say that God warned us, follow the law or the Jews will get you. Literally, Deuteronomy 28, it's all about that. 28, verse 1, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto Yahweh, unto the voice of Yahweh thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that Yahweh thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And then it goes through a list of blessings, things that'll happen to you if you follow his rules and how he'll bless you and increase you and, you know, give you fat cattle and, you know, all that stuff. Good health, you know. But then at 15, it's, you know, it skips to the other side, but it shall come to pass if thou will not hearken unto the voice of Yahweh thy God to observe and to, uh, and to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And then it goes through a huge list of punishments and curses that we will uh, basically suffer under subjugation. Um, some of which is basically uh, like verse 43, the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head and thou shalt be the tail. And who does that sound like today? Who are the bankers of the world? Mm -hmm. The banksters, we already know. It's the Rothschilds and the types of, um, exactly of the world. That. So, you know, one specific clan dominates the banking industry, like 95% or so at the highest levels. Um, you know, they own the fractional reserve banking systems that we consider to be the private, like the government entities. It's not a federal reserve. It's just called the federal reserve. Mm -hmm. There's nothing federal nothing about it. Nothing federal about it. Exactly. Right. So who owns that federal reserve that's not federal? Well, it's them. It's the Jews. It's always them. And even 48, uh, a little bit further on there, um, you know, uh, for example, 45 through 48. Uh, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. The cost, because thou hearkenest or, or did not obey, um, but hearkenest not unto the voice of Yahweh thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And he keeps reminding you, keep these rules or else. And that's why in the book of Revelation, like we we're talking earlier, it's Satan makes war with the remnant that keep the law, that keep the ways, yes. right? That's specifically the, the worst of the Christians in the, in the enemy's eyes. It's the ones who follow the law. That, that's the, the, the worst, the worst. They hate the fundamentals. The, the problem causers to the evil, yeah. Yeah, they, they got to wipe us out, man. It's the fundamentalist Christians that are the problem. It's not the, the Christians that go to the parties and put, you know, Krishna next to Jesus and, and Buddha and everything else. They don't care about them. They're already, they're already deceived. But it says, if you keep going, um, and they, sh at 46, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed, your family, your bloodline forever. So the tribes of Israel are genetically bound to these rules and these curses. 
Uh, and that's Europeans, America, the UK, you guys, I don't know if you've uh, seen me break down like why America is the lost tribes of Israel, for example, 1776 is in Leviticus 26, 18, like, yes. boom, 1801, UK, same thing. Um, anyway, so, so moving back, um, verse 47, uh, because thou serves not the Lord, thy God or Yahweh, thy God, cause they changed it to the Lord with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Here we get to verse 48. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which Yahweh shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness. And in one of all things, he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. And it goes through a, a, some specific things here, how he'll bring a nation from a, uh, the far ends of the earth against you and how uh, it would be a nation of fierce countenance with no regard for the old nor favor for the young. And they'll eat all your food and fruit of your land. And basically we're just getting into like being overtaxed and invaded by an invading stranger who wants to rise up from within like the Gog and Magog prophecy yes. talks about and rule over us. I mean, this is a lot of context, but you really start to see it play out with, with globalism. And uh, some of the specific prophecies, um, for example, uh, in Ezekiel, Gog and Magog, how a, a great band from the north, because area would, would come down with all of their peoples and basically start to spread around and cause mischief yep. and come up against the land of unwalled villages, which is America, without any like defensive fortifications for the average village because we didn't need them here uh, until like 1980s or so. It was fairly safe. You didn't even have to lock your doors. So, you know, there's a lot of context that we could bring into this, but, but basically, you know, some of the, you, you kind of asked me the stuff, stuff I've been working on recently and I've been rambling and I apologize. Oh, no, 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 man. I am always just blown away and, and just trying to absorb everything. I'm going to have to go back and listen to my own show. So that I can <laughs> so, get yeah, to, I'll recap in. it. Yeah. yeah, I'll recap it. And, and I didn't want to sound offensive or, or like say something too controversial without actually being able to, to back it oh, up. No, but no, basically, I, no. I just showed you how God warned us. And, and I'll show you in a second how Jesus also warned us. I showed you a few of the places, but there's more where God warned us that if we do not follow his eternal Old Testament law, like Jesus told us, like not one iota would pass yeah. from the law until uh, heaven and earth pass. If we, he died to bring us back to the law, not away from the law. But if, if we don't follow that, then God will basically throw us to the Jews, specifically the specific nations that Joshua did not finish leaving nothing alive of. Yes. Okay, that's specific. So the specific demon Canaanite lineage, seed of the serpent, Nephilim, who are no longer giant, who are now called Amalek or Edom mm -hmm. in the Bible and play a big role in the end times, subjugating the, the, the people of God the European nations and forcing them to take things like the mark of the beast, which we'll get into in a second as well. Um, that specific group, God warns us, the Jews will rule over us, enslave us, and tax us to death if we do not follow his law. We, we do not get to be free unless we follow God's law. We do not get to be uh, uh, you know, our own thing. We don't get to choose another God. We have to be loyal to him or Absolutely. else it's that simple. We are his people. We're bought at a price. We are not our own. We are his bride, and he is a jealous God. It's that simple. So if we won't be his, he will throw us to our enemies oh, absolutely. every time in the Bible. So basically, I just, I just showed how God has warned us that the Jews will rule over us. We will have a Jewish deep state, a seed of the serpent deep state, and he will not get rid of them until Obadiah 18. Uh, everything that's happening right now, including the mark of the beast, um, including this, this contrived war between East and West, and now also between Middle East and West, all at the same time after we're depleted and our military are you know, just dying and, and there's no bullets left and the pilots dropping out of the sky. All of that's happening at the same time. 
exactly as predicted as the signs of the book of revelation are red hot red alert everywhere because these are the seed of the serpent the synagogue of satan who say they are the real israelites but are not and do lie it's that simple you know, and they're it's, Jews. it's they're amazing demons. to me um you know because i always question like when i was reading matthew just different books in scripture and it was talking about how some christians would would fall away or turn their backs and so forth i'm like how like why you know what we know like how could that happen now i get it it's so yeah. there's so much deception you know um we're rather neutral like i said you know, most people here in this particular chat right now are very open-minded and they understand that they understand the difference between god's chosen people and what we see with the bankers and all the evil um people look they're still jewish but they're fake jewish and they're being called that and our our country right now is getting everyone behind a war picking sides you know you've got the palestinian supporters you've got the israeli supporters and yeah. a, a lot of people in our country especially in our government the government knows what they're doing they're part of this evil plan they're, they know the bankers they know exactly yes, they what do. they're doing and they're using this to deceive people into picking sides they had people picking sides vaccinated no unvaccinated covid's real no covid's fake um yeah. let's support russia let's support ukraine and now it's israel and palestine as long a big portion of our show last night was about how they use everything to divide us even within our own ranks i mean christianity itself has got hundreds of different steps and that's how you divide people you know i i jump on the example i joke about it but the life of brian where he's like follow the gore no follow the shoe you know it's not the guy that they're focusing on it's what they were handed and it and that right there divided them from something that you don't need to be divided because if, if we're you know reading scripture understanding the laws of the old testament understanding the gospel of the new testament the prophecies that are foretold the promises that god made that's what we focus on it's not how we worship because you choose to to pray on your knees and i choose to pray standing up you know what i'm saying we're still praying but you know like i said is everything has to be divided um even to the point where they will divide us within our own um with our own connection with christ and we should be focusing on christ and not all the little fancy details that religion the politics of religion brings into the game yeah i agree with you and you know um frankly there, there's just so much playing out at this point that politics everything in politics is downstream from culture like breitbart says but really it's all downstream from theology and religion because there's a religious agenda behind the vaccine there's a religious agenda behind yes. what's happening right now in ukraine with russia there's and that's a that's a revenge killing that's what's happening right now um there's a there's a there's a religious agenda behind most evil on earth like for, for example pornography is a religious agenda yes transgenderism yes. is directly from the talmud which has eight plus genders so there's there's a lot of this that actually stems from theology that people have no idea because they're just not trained in theology they don't research the bible or any other re religious theology and if you just started to brush into these topics in general and you start to develop some sort of understanding for it but but you know you don't have to be a christian for example to understand a satanic deep state no the deep state is satanic they've been kicked out of 109 countries for adrenochrome and blood sacrifice and saint simon of trent's and eating christian babies it doesn't doesn't matter if you believe in god like this has happened they were found guilty you know yes so there, there's a there's an agenda here and if we understand the agenda then then 
all of the stuff that's happening, all of the evils that are happening, all of our friends and family dropping dead of suddenly around us and having, you know, six foot long rubber clots pulled out of athletes and teenagers legs as they die. All of this stuff would make sense. We're not going to be asking why anymore. Why are they doing this to us? Why is this happening? That'll never happen again when you start to see this. And, you know, one of the other things I recently um, sort of, I guess I discovered or put, or put together or decoded or whatever you want to say um, and I've been debating this a lot lately, so I've had to sort of work on it uh, and, and try to make the arguments real concise. So, for example, when Jesus warned us about the Jewish, specifically the Jewish deep state, uh, you know, not only had the, for example, the Jews had sort of the, at the time they were called uh, Idumeans, which were what the Edomites changed their name to, but the Jews had basically infiltrated under Caiaphas and uh, Herod. Those were Jewish rulers the Israeli people, which were Europeans, and they had infiltrated under John Hyrcanus I, swore that they would follow the rules, and then they were basically included in the, 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 the nation of Judea. And then under his son, John Hyrcanus II, they betrayed them with Rome's help and basically just killed everybody and took over, even killing each other, in fact. But within Caiaphas was in control of the head of the church and Herod was in control of the state. And then we had the Jews ruling over us once again. So Jews, this is the context in which Jesus came. They tried to kill baby Jesus. They killed a whole bunch of uh, European babies, basically, in order to try to stop Jesus. And then in uh, John 8, 44, Jesus is telling us Jews are the children of Satan, like yes. the seed of the serpent, the, the generation of vipers, the literal seed of the serpent. Um, and then again, in, in Revelation 2, 9, he's reminding us they are the synagogue of Satan, who say they're Jews and are not. In, in Revelation 3, 9, again, a reminder of synagogue of Satan. But really, I think the greatest warning of all, when you understand the context, is John 8, verses 33 to 44. And then I'm, I'm going to give you an example of just how evil I mean that they are. So um, John 8, 33 to 44 says, and I'll read it and I'll, I'll give you the context. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, which ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered him and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if you were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. Now what Jesus is telling us right there, specifically, is that fake 
uh, Israelites, Jews, pretending to be Caucasian Europeans, which are what Israelites or Anglo-Saxons. They have to be by biblical law. You can't even be mixed. Like I might be, but my children, mixed Asians, are not. That is the biblical law, no mamsers. So like Jews don't even have a, a single or a shred of evidence that they are the actual Israelites of the Bible. Not a single piece of evidence. It's all lies. But he's literally telling us Jews are non-Israelites, non-Aryans, infiltrating our religion and our government and, um, and basically leading us astray right there. And I'm going to break that down for you and qualify that. In verse 33, when they say, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free. Jesus just tricked them. He baited them with a, a trick, gotcha question, sort of. Basically, they admitted that they're not really Israelites because we know, obviously, through the Exodus story, that Israelites, real Israelites, were in bondage. They were enslaved in Egypt for a long time, very badly. Now, they're saying directly right there to Jesus, they're admitting of themselves, we were never in bondage. But Jesus does admit that they are of Abraham. So how do we solve this this puzzle, this conundrum is very simple. They are of Abraham through Isaac, through Edom, Esau, not through Jacob or Israel. So they are the cousins or brother of Israelites. But remember why God hated, e I mean, God hated Esau before he was born and, and presumably why, I don't know why, but presumably it's because Esau mixed the pure blood Israelite European DNA with the seed of the serpent. Mm -hmm. The Canaanites. And then his children did the same thing again on Mount um, Seir with the Hittites. So you basically have a double dipping, mixing in with the seed of the serpent, willingly making babies with demons. Yeah. Uh, something that was forbidden in the Bible um, and something that, you know, God had already warned the tribes repeatedly to, quote, leave nothing alive of. I mean, and God had wiped out the um, uh, most of the giants in the flood. Uh, obviously not a fan of the Nephilim. Noah was saved because he was pure in his genes or generations in Bible talk. So, so, you know, we're, we're seeing a pattern here established of humanity, all the hues of man and their DNA being polluted by the seed of the serpent, trying to mix into humanity and corrupt us. So right there in 33, they admit they were not actually Israelites. They're, yeah. they're telling us, and Jesus is telling us they're Edomites, they're Jews pretending to be Israelites right there. Now, skip down a little bit. Um, uh, you know, he's calling them obviously seed of the serpent and you're of your father, the devil and stuff uh, over and over and over. Um, uh, but that's, that's basically the main part of it. I mean, the rest of it is just reinforcing that. But the main part of it right there is understanding the context of 33. Well, because I'm 33 really does break down that Jesus is specifically calling out the Edomites. Specifically, they're calling out themselves and he tricked them into it. Now that's the same group. Remember, remember that that basically killed Jesus through Rome. The same group that tried to kill baby Jesus and killed all those babies. The same group that just killed all of those babies uh, in Gaza and are still bombing them, raining bombs on tens of thousands of babies right now, while pretending that their own children are being uh, beheaded and burned. Other fake AI gen generated images and stuff that Biden and Netanyahu can't seem to figure out how to successfully lie on. They just keep pushing lies and then backtracking. Yeah. So you basically have a pattern, um, for, for example, where it says, um, if you were of Abraham, you would do the works of Abraham in verse 39 there. Again, John um, 8, verse 39. So, well, they're not doing the works of Abraham because Abraham sure as hell wouldn't have mass murdered babies. Yeah. Uh, it's just not in his genetics. It's not in his makeup, right? So 
Um, that that's another hint right there as to who they really are. And he's he's telling us point blank if you know the context of the seed war and the, the giants, the Genesis six that's, and the seed of the serpent. It's and amazing all that stuff. That you just went there because I actually had a question in here that I was going to ask you, and the question was um. Can you explain the difference between the seed war and the war of Esau and Jacob's descendants and how it correlates with what's going on today? Yeah, basically, Old Testament, they were big giants. Uh, Post-Old Testament, in the time of Nimrod and up until the time almost of Jesus, a little bit before then, they were little giants like Goliath. Mm -hmm. And then after Jesus and around a little bit before Jesus and then of the time of Jesus afterwards, they looked like us. It's that simple. Yes. It, it, they, they just kept getting smaller over time because of dilution, genetic dilution. So, you know, they're mixing with humans over and over and over. But that didn't get rid of any of the evil. I mean, presumably, maybe the giant, the big giants were more evil than the little ones now. But, I, you know, who knows? All we have is the little ones left, and they're damn evil enough. I mean, they're out there mass murdering babies while pretending that their own babies are being mass murdered, uh, creating uh, atrocity propaganda. It's, and it is propaganda. Um, you know, we discussed that a little bit earlier. And, and that's one thing, you know, we, we always say the importance of waiting 48 hours, like call it 48 hour rule, call it what you want to, but don't jump right into the first thing that you see. And we've yeah. heard everything from they're cooking babies in ovens to this and that. And then you find out a couple of days later, the journalist is like, well, I got false information or they finally admit it. And then you find out that it is legitimately propaganda, but both sides are playing this game. Both sides are just destroying everything you know israel has has done some some carnage and some damage over there and then yeah. they just blame it on the other side all they're trying to do is to get us to pick sides but once again it's one of those endless wars funneling money these are meant yeah. to crash the economy deplete our reservations and everything that we have as far as military like you were saying earlier weaponry artillery and so forth this is an yeah. end game yeah well this, this with the same people who are doing all this um you know they, they there's, there's really three sides in, in the Gaza situation. There's the Palestinian women and children, average age 17, 2 million people, uh, mostly uh, refugees from the former uh, ethnic cleansing of their fathers. So mostly just women and children who've already lost loved ones to some sort of cleansing. Um, and of course, the displaced farmers from the Israeli refugee, uh, the Israeli um, uh, farmer settlers who are replacing the people in their own homes and, and filling in their wells with concrete and such. But there's a third side, there's a third side here between Israel and Gaza, and that's Hamas. Now, Hamas is basically just a terrorist organization, kind of like ISIS, that has been created, funded, and started and controlled by the U.S. and Israel from the beginning. Admittedly, they started it to, and they used to put it throughout. You know, it was pretty public at the time. Uh, they started it to overthrow the uh, the prior uh, regime. So basically, uh, you have this Israeli and U.S. Western controlled and backed and funded and trained and armed terrorist organization that conveniently attacks uh, Israel while they ignore warnings. And then a bunch of atrocity propaganda on cue just spills across the Internet and then beheaded baby lies and burnt baby AI generated images and such. And then Netanyahu's push and Biden are pushing it. Uh, but then basically you have uh, Israel being justified in bombing women and children for the actions of Israel's little puppet on a chain, which is basically just a vicious pit bull that they bred and kicked and, and fed. So um, it, it really what's happening here is you're seeing Israel bomb itself so that they can murder women and children. And they're OK if, if a few Israel citizens die or a war starts. This is a uh, this is a seed of the serpent tactic. It's not the first time they've done it. They've been behind most of our false flag operations and most of our wars. 
So if you look at any of our wars that have started, like the Gulf of Tonkin, et cetera, it's usually them. It's usually them behind it. Uh, and they're usually behind such atrocities as the Holodomor or the firebombing of Dresden or communism, for example, China and Russia. And they're still in control there. So we could really go down the, the rabbit hole of like who's evil. But, um, you know, 109 nations have evicted them for baby eating adrenochrome blood rituals uh, and cannibalism, which is where we get the word cannibalism. The Canaanite priests of Baal, I think we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Cannibal. <laughs> Uh, I have to laugh or cry, man. It's horrible. I, I know. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, history is pretty dark sometimes and, and it, it can be pretty dark to understand sort of their religion, their agenda. And you have to, you have to be able to see a dark place to even get it. Because if you can't, you'll know, like grandma's not going to get this. She's not, her heart's not going to let her, you know, she's never going to see darkness like this and, and allow herself to accept it. Unless her grandma or unless her babies or somebody has been, unless she's personally been hurt by it, very few people will accept such darkness. They just don't want to see it. They'd rather bury their head in the sand. Exactly. So um, in a way, suffering is sort of a, a, a dual-edged blessing and a curse at the same time because it allows you to see evil in the world and to then either resist it or succumb to it. But, um, you know, that that's part of the, the, the journey that we all go through. But to, to, to kind of wind up my thoughts here, I guess, um, you know, you, you have this one group of people who have throughout history been murderous, evil barbarians, uh, the seed of the serpent, basically throughout history, various tribes that came out of them. They were all actually wiped out. Then they started to infiltrate and deceive and, you know, go from within. That's when you get Edom and the seed of uh, the serpent and the Gog and Magog in times war. Yes. And, um, you know, it basically is a prophecy that they would be kicked out of Kazaria, spread around Europe, and then invade America. And then the end times would kick off, which is where we're at now. Uh, you, you know, I've got all this is backed up, of course, on the Sarapayam.com. You can do keyword searches like Gog and Magog and stuff. Nice. Yeah, we've been putting uh, up your, your links. Um, we get them on our uh, Telegram as well so that everybody can just go in there and click right on that link and follow us. Um, so we've had a couple of people in here, you know, so Truth Patriot um, asks or says that there's a difference, you know, something about Gen X. They have the ability in many cases to um, see the darkness and still stay in the light. And, you know, it's something right now that you have to do. I was saying the other day how difficult it would be not to have Christ in your life with, you know, because if you having Christ in your life helps you stay in the light, you know, um, not having yeah. Christ in your light it gets hard to, to pull yourself out of some of these really dark rabbit holes because, you know, yeah. our idea seven years ago, I'm going to go before the Q movement, seven years ago, people had their idea as to what bad and evil were. Um, the churches don't really cover the darkness as much as I think they should because we need to know what sure. we're up against. Um, but since Q's come out and people started, you know, kind of at least – you know, being pointed to where to look and they started realizing about, like you were saying earlier, adrenochrome, the child trafficking and, yeah. and how dark the sacrifice and how real this stuff really is. Now we have a whole different outlook on what evil and darkness is. And without yeah. Christ, you're not pulling yourself out of this rabbit hole. It, it eats your soul in, in a way. And, you know, yeah. so it's, so we have to pull ourselves out. We have to stay in prayer. That's one of the most important things. Um, but understanding scripture, it literally took me realizing how real Satan was and how real evil was before I really embraced how yeah, real God yeah, of course. was. Yeah. Um, well, but, you, you got to think, I mean, if, if uh, you know, 
all the evidence here that the devil is real, that Satan is real, the enemy is real, they worship him, they believe in it, they are of that genetic descent. You know, the, the silver lining there is obviously then uh, clearly, especially if you studied scripture, prophecy, and biblical earth, then you know for sure that not only God is real, but he wins in the end. And everything that uh, is going to happen, and he told us about before it was going to happen. So we have a blueprint yes, of yes. destiny, and we have a way to basically go out in glory because that's the opportunity here. Um, and I, you know, I imagine that um, you know we're, we're actually down to about the last couple of years. I think twenty thirty four feast of trumpets. Frankly, is the end of time. But um, you know, we we talked about some pretty big bombshells so far. I, I can drop another one on you with Operation Warp Speed's official logo, which I I, I know we're doing audio. I can't share it uh visually yeah. but i can describe it yeah do you, do you have um do you have this image up on any of your your sites yeah it's on the mark of the beast uh, made human dna made in god's image until vaxxed article at the okay and i i, I can sh um I, I can't share screen anyway i was gonna share it with you anyway but basically i'll describe it as we go through it and see people can pull up operation warp speed official logo and just kind of verify that i'm not making this up i did i'm not an artist anyway i couldn't have made up operation warp speed's logo but this is the official operation warp speed logo now i, I do want to point out first of all if you just drop the p's from the title it's more like operation war on the seed and frankly, when I tell you what I'm about to tell you, that's going to make a lot more sense. Yeah, Wade, Wade uh, actually within, said that right before you said that. He put remove yeah. the peas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and you can pull it up and follow along at the Mark of the Beast post um, and just scroll down to the Operation War Seed uh, image. But basically, uh, within the, um, if you're looking at the image, I'll describe it. Basically, right there in the center, there's, of course, the, uh, the virus uh, image. And then on the right, there's three little like arrow or three little pointers sort of sticking off, three little sticks. That's the Hebrew uh, 666. Mm -hmm. So um, it's like the monster cans. Yeah. You'll see that sort of stylized yes. monster. Okay. So it looks sort of like three sevens in a row, basically. Um, and then under that, you have one sort of um, leaf almost looking uh, thing that sticks out. That's called a yud in Hebrew. That means your arm or your hand raised in praise. So you'll be worshiping this 666 after they get their uh, injection into your antikarana, which is the symbol behind the virus that looks kind of, it looks like a, a yellow swastika cube. It looks like a cube. Um, it looks like a, a Rubik's cube almost, but it's swastika arms, but there's only three of them branching out. And it's a, it's a three-dimensional cube drawing basically. That's right in the center behind the virus bubble. That Antakarana is a concept in Hindu philosophy that basically refers to the instrument of your mind, which is your soul. The, the controlling instrument of your mind is your soul. So they're planning to put the 666 in your soul and you're going to worship it. And who's it going to go to? The 13 uh, pentagrams representing the 13 lost tribes of Israel. So yeah, it's right there in Operation Warp Speed's official logo. And what does that really break down to? And how do we how do we know that this is indeed the mark of the beast talked about in prophecy? Because so far it hasn't it hasn't been needed to buy or sell, right? People have got the vax, but they don't need it to buy and sell yep. yet. So let me qualify that real fast. Um, first of all, in the Moderna patent number US 10703789B2, filed in uh, July 7th, 2020, um, Moderna Texas patent. Um, you can go and see that they're changing the polynucleotide structure from ATCG to ATCCCG. 
Now that's just fancy science geek talk, which most people won't understand until I explain this. ATCG is Yahweh's name, God's name on your cell, every cell of your body. Uh, numerically speaking, over and over and over is God's name, signature of an artist on his art, uh, until they put in the extra CC. And then you get uh, 10.5.6.6.6.5 instead of 10.5.6.5. So you're getting a 6.6.6 where God's name used to be on every cell of your body forever if you get the mRNA vaccine. Um, and also beyond that, they're also claiming that it's going to... Um, you know, add in a third helix in one of the uh, yes. uh, patents. And, and what does that mean in, in biblical terms? Uh, in the book of Revelation, it talks about in seven, three, and four, uh, it talks about the 144,000. You get set, according to the father of modern like genetics, so to speak, uh, Francis Crick, the guy who basically pioneered the human genome project, we have 144,000 genomes. Now they're lying and they're saying we only have 20,000 or something now. They're changing the science. Uh, yes. They're trying to rewrite history. But but that guy said that we had 144,000. Now, presumably, we had 72,000 from our mother and our father. This was what everybody had accepted for a long time. Human Genome Project, look it up, 144,000. Um, and that makes sense uh, from a genetic perspective. Uh, allegory or, or metaphors perspective. So you're, you, instead of 144,000 literal people, maybe it's 144,000 um, who have, uh, as the genetics, you have 144,000 yes. genomes from your human parents. But what the uh, third helix would do in essence is add another 72,000, a chain that would um, equal 216,000 or 600 times 60 times six. So there's another reference that, that could easily imply that this thing is the mark of the beast. It seems that they're trying to make it the mark of the beast, right? If not, yes. Um, and it's certainly in the symbolism. Uh, and again, in Revelation 14, one to three, uh, there's another reference to the 144,000. So what we, we have, we have a genetic attack using the symbolism of the mark of the beast, uh, using the, um, and, and in putting that into your cell, basically into the, the holy of holies within your nucleus, which will change your entire cell and then procreate and reproduce and spread forever. You'll be changed. God's name removed, 666 put in, but you don't have to buy and sell with it yet. So how is this the mark of the beast? People tell me that sometimes. Okay. Um, people are aware that China, for example, has pioneered and, and, basically um, successfully implemented the social credit system, right? So if you're not a good citizen, you will lose points and you'll be punished and you'll pay more and you'll be second class, third class. Uh, that can be added or switched on at a moment's notice. The software is ready to go. Already bug tested, basically. Also, they, are, um, uh, they have the digital uh, vaccine passport like they pioneered in Israel and other places where if you don't, stay within a certain location, they'll basically geo restrict you. And then they'll uh, not allow you to travel unless you've been vaxxed or unless you're special, you know, journalists and such, they might get reporters, for example, got an exemption last time. Uh, the postal service got an exemption last time, but everybody else, uh, you know, they were locked down in their specific areas. Um, even in the U S we had lockdowns, but other nations had it much worse. And then uh, something that they want to add, but is not yet finished and fully designed and fully ready to implement, but they cannot stop talking about at the UN is the digital bank central currencies, the CBDCs. When that happens and they add the other two softwares to the hardware that is MAC addressing from everybody's um, cells after they took the VAX, 
even from dead people in graveyards. They have MAC addresses. Yes. So the hardware is there. Yep. All you got to do is turn on the software and update the victims. And suddenly it is the mark of the beast 100% fully. And it is required to buy and sell. And it is in your hand and your forehead and every other cell in your body forever. You know, I hear people um, ask the question because, you know, they, they hear that they're now starting to put this mRNA in our food and stuff like that. But, you know, I always say the same thing is that, you know, <laughs> it specifically says in scripture, this is a choice. You know, they, no matter how, what they try to do, no matter how bad they want to do it, we have free will and we have the will to follow God or to deny God, to, to accept the mark of the beast or to not accept it. You know, so when we willfully take these things, we've made that choice. But, yeah. you know, eating a biscuit that we buy from the store, they may have tainted with something isn't going to be effective at all, because like I said, it's yeah. not our choice. We didn't willfully take this mark. I agree. No, I, I don't think God's going to like damn babies that were poisoned by yeah. the Jews. You know, I, I, that's not how I see this going out. But, you know, I do I do believe that the people who took the vaccine are going to suffer like the bowls of wrath. Yeah from the book of revelation and you're already starting to see some of the evidences for that not only are they dropping dead but many of them are starting to have open sores yes. um I, I do believe that people who take the vaccine obviously are going to have a bad time and i think that that leads into the bowls of wrath and prophecy um hopefully there is still an aspect of, of salvation for those people um, who were tricked into this and just did not know better i mean my grandmother for example is one of them and i know we all know someone so i'm not trying to, i'm not casting judgment i'm not uh, trying to, to to opine on God's uh, mind here as to who gets in and who doesn't. I'm just saying that they're trying to make the mark of the beast and they have killed a billion people worldwide already. Oh yeah. You know, for real. skin in the game brings up a valuable point. She's um, skin in the game says, I need to get much better at asking God to bless my food. There's a reason that God needs wants us to pray over our food. And part of it is because, you know, we're, we're being poisoned. Um, especially here in America, even more than other countries, but all around the world. But I mean, yeah. if you go look at the ingredients that lie in food, like for instance, in Great Britain, and then come back here and you read the same item that you ate over there here in the States, we've got like 50 more ingredients than they put in in some of these other countries. Um, yeah, You know, they're, they're trying to wipe us out on a large scale. Obesity was just one aspect of it, mm -hmm. you know, but people are becoming unhealthy. They're going... You know, they, they've fallen for the big rules. We, we discussed this on Sunday night. We were talking about, you know, is it okay for Christians to celebrate Halloween? And um, mm. so we went through this conversation about that. But, um, you know, one thing is, is they utilize deception in every way. And one great example is like witchcraft. They've associated herbology, understanding what nature produces for us to use as medicine and food. They've associated it with witchcraft. So many Christians stay away from herbology in general, and they still go to yeah. hospitals, which is where the actual poison I, is. Yeah, go can ahead. I speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the, the yeah, okay, so uh, the difference between pharmacopoeia and the types of like root cuttings and herbs and such and sorceries that were taught by the fallen angels to their wives when they were making the giant babies, uh, the difference is um, that the, they're using things to poison and control and deceive. And uh, if you're using like weed to help your spinal injury or something, then that, that's different. If you like, if you're giving pot to a, um, a, one of those child vaccine victims who are constantly having seizures until they get some CBD oil, 
I get it. That makes absolute sense. Um, that's not pharmacopoeia. That's not evil. God gave us the herbs yes. and the green things and, and all of those. Now, on the other hand, if you're mixing some of that, um, uh, well, I don't even know what they call it, that um, like date rape drugs, for example, or if you're mixing some of that uh, zombie drug from South America that mind controls people, mm -hmm. or if you're putting vaccine stuff and you're putting like heavy metals in there to, to brain fog all of America, or you're mixing in fluoride in the water supply, you know, these are examples of pharmacopoeia, yes. which is basically weaponized natural science poisons against the masses. Natural sciences are something that the, the elite have been practicing for a long time. There's nothing evil about all of them necessarily. Many of them are, but uh, you know, the natural sciences are science, but what they include things like alchemy and, and other things. And we just sort of focus on sort of like, um, you know, geography and geology and, and, and stuff, but they're, they're, they're expanding their realm of research into things like controlling people. Yes. And, and, and how to, um, you know, how to affect change, uh, on the masses through belief, through lies, for example, casting a spell is not like saying magic words and a fireball or a dragon pop out. Casting a spell is CNN fake news, uh, coordinating with other fake news to, to create the illusion of, uh, burnt babies and beheaded babies so that you can go and kill all of your victims who are children. Yes. Yeah, that's how witchcraft really works. No, absolutely. It's it's more it, what we would discuss, like to me, psychology in, yeah, in psychiatry, yeah. manipulation, or, or, or yeah. manipulation Sophistry. forms of witchcraft. Um, every time we see a major event here in this country, I'm going to just talk about the shooting events, the mass shooting. You dig a little bit. There's always two connections that these these shooters have. A, or one of the three letter agencies. B, they've all had a therapist of some kind. And yeah. if you really dig and you go deep, you'll find that those therapists are probably not your regular therapists, but people that are, you know, working on mind manipulation. This is how MK Ultra works. Um, repetition, deception, um, you know, repeating something over and over again before you finally believe it. Just like they say, is that you tell a lie a hundred times, it becomes truth. Um, you know, and, and you work especially in people that are already a little bit mentally unstable. And what do you do? You create a sociopath where they may not have been to begin with. And like, it's, it's like you said, witchcraft is more manipulation. It's not the Harry Potter wave your wand magic. You know what I'm saying? They, they glorify yeah. it and they pull people in that way, but it's really, like you said, it's, it's deception. It's, it's mind control. It's a, uh, you know, yeah. using people's mental illnesses against them in order to create something that we don't want to necessarily be. Yeah, no, um, see, like Harry Potter and Disney is witchcraft for kids yeah. and uh, CNN and um, like Aleister Crowley and Jack Parsons and their sex magic orgy summoning demons. That's witchcraft for adults. Amen. Theosophy, yes. for example. Well that's, literally, theosophy is the preferred witchcraft style of the elite. Yes. You know, and, and yeah. witches are very real because even the word witch, mm -hmm. which comes from, or Wicca, which comes from the word witch means one who knows. That says it all right there. You know, it's not spellcasters. You know, it's um, manipulation. Yeah, and, you know, the Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. And, uh, you know, it may sound cruel, but the reason is because where witches really live, there tend to be a string of disappearing, tortured babies. Mm -hmm. 
there tend to be uh, a string of uh, deceptions leading to chaos or, or, you know, it might be little, it might be the witch next door trying to get the husband of some other woman and leading her off a cliff or turning people against her and saying she's a, a heretic and getting her burnt at the stake or something like that. There's all sorts of little things that happen, but at the bigger level, maybe you have an industrial level child trafficking outfit by a presidential candidate and ex-president's wife like Hillary Clinton. That's an example of a good witch right there. I mean, yes. she's at the highest level. She's uh, on an empire of blood. She is manipulating empires into war with each other, and she's laughing and cackling her death cackle the whole way. <laughs> yes, it, it is. You know, and that's why, you know, we discussed before on the show is, um, you know, how we, you know, what is church? But two or more people gathered in the name of God. When you pray, right. prayer is successful individually, but it's more effective when you're in a group praying for the same thing, which is why witches, you, you don't hear too much about solo witches. You hear about covens. It's yeah. the same objective. It's, um, it's energy, frequency, and so forth. Only they're using the dark side, you know, pulling it from Satan. And we realize that everything that we do is because of God. You know, God is responsible yeah. for what we achieve in our lives. Um, well, okay. I want to address that, but go finish your thought. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm finished. Okay. So you know how like the, the Bible says there's treasure laid up. If you can win souls for God, win people back from sin. Yeah. There's treasure laid up after, after, after this world and the next world. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like that, but in reverse, just like everything else, you know, they always invert stuff. So if they're always inverting stuff, how did they invert treasure in the afterlife? Well, they basically like the coven thing. You, as a witch, you get more power and more points and more rank, the more souls you can give to Satan. Your coven are literally the souls that you've lured to Satan. Um, and that's basically how they work. So, uh, you know, we try to win souls for God. They try to win souls for Satan. It, it, it's that simple. Yeah, it is that simple. It's, you know, we're, we're building our we're building armies. And yeah, and they're, they, they're counter priests to us. Exactly. They they would just assume um destroy us where we would assume bring them over to our army you know they they want they want our souls we want their souls saved um and real quick to answer a question in here um so thou shalt not suffer a witch to live is exodus twenty two eighteen. i had somebody yeah. ask that question in there yeah and, and god's not being a bully god knows these are like baby killing mischief makers who will cause division chaos and lead his people astray mm -hmm. there are death penalties for crimes for reasons and you can be mad about it if you want but there are death penalties for things like murder capital punishment and and you might argue that for pedophilia there should be more death penalties too but certainly god's justice is above ours and if he wants to get the death penalty for something that's his priority uh he has a reason and this is a horrible 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 crime that that really destroys whole nations if you let it yes. fester and, and it destroys babies. I mean, there, there's horrible things that these people do to children. I mean, the Canaanites, for example, would burn them alive uh, and then you know, drain the blood and then eat the flesh. Can't oh, evolve, yeah. you, you know? know? And, and back in the day, you know, with Baal, with Cain, um, or the Canaanites, they had support from their people to sacrifice these children. And they yeah. came to a point, you know, where the Christians had mentioned and talked about this so much that they couldn't publicly do it. Same thing with witchcraft. What do you do? You now call, you, you change the name of witchcraft to science, and now people are still working the same things, but they don't realize that it's the same thing. Um, 
And then and now instead of sacrificing babies into fire pits, people are supporting abortion, which is ultimately baby sacrifice. So in, in a yeah. way, they still manage to get part of society on board with these sacrifices. They just don't call it that. Yeah. And every time there's a high satanic uh, society, as I call it, you have a blood tax. And I'm not joking. This is this like you can go back to some of the like South American um, civilizations, and they would be sacrificing like ten thousand a day. We are beyond that. Oh, way! We are the greatest that. blood tax that has ever been. I think, and and frankly, I'm I'm really amazed. God, God is only holding back His wrath because He promised certain things had to happen first, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when it happens, it's going to be fierce, man. Yeah. And and I, for one, just can't wait to see it um, because ju- justice needs to come. And, and, you know, I don't want to focus on the negative and I don't want to be the mean guy. Um, but like you were talking about earlier, a lot of Christians sort of focus on the, the nice part of the message. and They don't focus on the enemy or the, the history or, you know, the, the dangers or the enemy's tactics. Yeah. They don't focus on evil and really want to avoid evil. And, you know, I feel a duty to confront evil, to expose evil, to, uh, to try to, you know, to try to combat evil. I mean, I know it's not a war we can win. Uh, without him, he's going to win that for us. But yeah, I feel like it's our duty to fight back. And God literally promised us war with Amalek every generation. So, I mean, we literally promised as our duty to fight this war, this war specifically, this generation specifically was told we're going to have to be fighting this. We're, we're drafted. We've been drafted in a war before we were born against yes. demons, and we're just waking up to it. There's a reason that we could have been here any time in history. There's a reason that we were chosen to be here today. God knew what warriors he needed here on this earth. Our job, you know, as much as I would love to pick up a sword, tie a millstone around the neck and and chunk Mm -hmm. some of these these pedophiles off cliffs, our job is to expose the evil. You said something, you know, a lot of people keep their head in the sands. They want to ignore evil. Here's the problem. You can't ignore evil because evil isn't going to ignore you. And the more you work for God, the more you serve him, the more truth you put out, the more you're going to be a target and it's okay. There's a reason when God said, you know, put on the full armor of God, it wasn't in jest. It wasn't Mm. like putting on your pajamas every day. There's a reason for that. He needs you to repent, to keep that armor nice and shiny, clean, mended because the devil, this, this armor isn't protect you from a sword It's to protect you from temptation, from sin, from evil, from everything that the devil's going to throw into your life. And, you know, and it's because we're warriors. That's why warriors wear armor. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, now, now really is the time to suit up. Um, yeah. I don't think that we have really a lot of time left to pick size. I think that the balkanization has started. I think the, the great awakening has really, really shifted into the theological now and the world's getting weirder and many of the dumb people just didn't make it this far. Yeah. I also, um, you know, I also believe that, that we're really going to start to see, theology come to dominate more than politics more than um more than culture soon you know it's happened in my life i for those of you knew me in my past you know i'm saying um i was politics 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 if you go through and you watch pain's angels videos in particular you'll notice the growth from politics into my spiritual my relationship with god um and you know if god's working in my life like that like you know the, the song amazing grace he saved a wretch like me and Like you said it perfectly, politics may have been that catalyst. It may have been what got us into religion, you know, but God knows um, 
how he needs to bring you to that narrow path as an individual. Um, and then eventually you'll move away from it into the more important things, simply just like me. I can't use others as an example because I only live my life. I'm just using myself as an example is, you know, we are, we're going to come to a time where people are spending more time talking about God. You're going to walk into a grocery store and instead of hearing people go, man, I can't stand this Biden administration. They're going to be like, we need to start praying more. And you're going to have, you're going to start hearing conversations about God everywhere over yeah. politics, over anything else. And and I am, I see it more and more now, um, but we're going to see it in a major way coming up. I, I would say over the next year, possibly yeah. even over next month, because something's been sitting in my gut telling me yeah. to keep an eye on November. Um, I'm not a prophet. So I got to, I'm going to specify that first. This isn't a prophecy. I haven't prophesied. It's just a gut feeling that I've had for probably what about a year now sweetie yes yeah about, for about yeah, a year now a year now yeah uh, about a year or so uh we're something's happening we're, dustin we're there yeah and, so. and and frankly um you know like it's basically already happened people are choosing sides now yeah. and the, like the pain the pain level is going to be dialed up to 10 people and that's going to wake people up more and more as well like the carrot has been abandoned they're using more and more stick um, they're moving into famine draft and, and more disease and who knows what else. Um, but I, you know, things like, for example, the seed war, like that's a term that 10 years ago, I'd never heard, uh, well, five years ago, I'd never heard, but, but you know, most people had never heard until, uh, Rob Skiba, for example, started to talk about it. And, uh, and then he was killed mysteriously. And there's just a few other people that have ever even mentioned that phrase, but then lately, suddenly now, um, dozens of people are talking about seed war. So yes. this is like a term that just entered the, the cultural sort of zeitgeist and it's in the, uh, the Overton window now to discuss this new term seed war and people are asking about it. So you've, uh, for example, like Nathan Reynolds, the whistleblower from the Illuminati families that's been making the rounds on a lot of interviews lately, yes, talking yes. about how he himself was like raised in one of these families. And I believe him. he's got some details that make, that make sense. Um, you know, he, he basically is, uh, is saying the same thing I'm saying. And now he's also using the seed war term. Yes, so it's yes. spreading. And I think that uh, people are waking up to the end times enemy. They're waking up to the prophecy. They're waking up to the seed war uh, that's within scripture, but ignored. Like it's a quarter of the Bible is giants killing us and people just don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I, I don't know about you, but my, myself personally, you know, reading scripture, reading verses, there was things that I thought I understood, thought it made sense. But now being where we are right in this world today, things are making sense in a different way because you start to see what's actually happening on this earth. You know, for instance, with the, the, um, the, uh, child sacrificing the adrenochrome, the, you know, the, all that stuff dealing with that. Now it gives millstones a whole new meaning before I understood what was going on. I just assumed, you know, it was protecting just the general innocence of children. Um, you know, yeah. so, so even scripture itself, watching what's happening in the world today is starting to make sense on a whole new level. Things that I didn't understand are finally starting to make sense. And God covered everything so well. Scripture, for anyone that's still out there denying that the Bible is a legit book. And I'm not saying that things haven't been removed or tampered or played with, but the, the gospel, the laws, and, you know, the, the breakout of what the Bible is, it covers everything that's happening right now. And yeah, it does. 
Have you seen, or I guess you've been really busy lately. You probably haven't even had a chance to check out some of the stuff I've done. Oh, no, we, I put we, out we so, go check it out. I put out so many documentaries recently uh, in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. But one of them I did um, was called Primordial Truth. Yes. Yahweh and Jesus are real. Insurmountable evidence marathon. And I, I did this in preparation for some debates like against Adam Green and others. But basically, I have now made, I think, the best evidence documentary full marathon ever for the evidence of God and Jesus and the mir- miraculous and, and prophetic stuff, too. So if you watch this, I mean, you, if you're a logical person, there's no way you won't believe in God, even if you were an atheist before. Uh, if you, I mean, God is preventing you from seeing the truth if you watch this and you don't believe in God. It's that simple. So, you know, and, and like I said, that's one thing about you that I've always loved, respected, and appreciated is that so many people, when they do research, try to prove that they're right. So you've already, you're already biased, you know, with the way that you're, you're doing your research, but you do the opposite of that. You try to prove things wrong, even if you believe something and then your, it's your um, research is more fair when you break it down. Um, yeah. One thing that you and I was just, an atheist my whole oh, life. Yeah, exactly. You were an atheist and you went in to prove scripture as false and ended up proving so much that you are now an open follower of Christ and you've devoted your life to that. And, you know, um, when I first became acquainted with your research, it was the political stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been Me right too. there along with you during your growth. And it's been an absolute honor and a privilege to see it. Because we have that in common, you know, just um, becoming more spiritual through our political research and through the yeah. research that we're doing, you know. And so your story is amazing. It's a phenomenal testimony. Um, you went on the official Godcast and gave your testimony as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I did. they certainly appreciated and loved that um, as well as, you know, anyone that listened to it. But, but this is the great thing is that, you know, we found God when we were supposed to find God. You know, we had to spend the rest of our lives learning what we did because nothing that God puts in your life is in vain. Nothing. Everything is used. He doesn't, there's no scraps left on the plate when it comes to God. And that's the beautiful thing is that everything that you knew and you learned in your past life brought you to where you are today because now you're using it for God's mission. Well, you want an example? I mean, people say that, but I can give you an example. I yeah, mean, please. you've heard of video games like The Legend of Zelda for mm-hmm. kids, you know? Well, when I was a kid, I played video games like that and like the Mario games and stuff. I played puzzle games and I played symbolism games and I played uh, mythology games. And, you know, I, I started to basically develop a mind for symbols and uh, and puzzles. And now I'm uh, uh, I'm using that exact skill set. And that exact like hobby, you know, when I was a kid, I was into mythology. So I'm using that hobby uh, and all the stuff that I learned growing up, even the stuff as a kid playing video games now to basically decode hidden history symbolism, uh, to decode the deep states uh, mm-hmm. language of symbols, so to speak, that they developed after the Tower of Babel. So you're absolutely right. I mean, God put Mario in my life and uh, Legend of Zelda in my life so I could try to explain later operation warp speed yes and how it's the uh 666 mark of the beast so you're you're right it's all connected and i see now that um you know my whole life was building me for this moment to fight alongside people like you and the honor's mine brother i appreciate it man and and you know i 
I love doing these shows with you because, um, you know, part of this, you know, so many people, we discussed a little bit earlier, so many people do shows and, and why do they do it? They want a large viewership. They want to feed their ego. They want to be the one who's right with the right theories and so forth. And it's not about that. You know, yeah. this show specifically, um, I learn more than I'm teaching. You know what I'm saying? See, that's what it's all about. It's about growing together. It's about being community, dropping the ego, mm -hmm. embracing humility, and knowing, um, you know, I always use my favorite saying in the world is I'm the most brilliant man in the world because I admit that I know nothing. And, yeah. you know, and, and living with that idea, you're always going to grow. Um, one yeah. word that I never, that I don't use, I don't use the word master. I do not like the word master because people are like, oh, I've mastered that. Oh, oh, have you? Because the moment you think you've mastered something, you have limited yeah. your ability <laughs> to grow anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. And you know what? The, the Bible has a great, um, in 1 Corinthians 13, um, right there at the very beginning, it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love. I am become a sounding brass or tinkling symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Yes. Oh. Man, that's such yeah. A, yeah. I know Ooh. I just got the chills. Ooh, I just got the chills <laughs> and some teary eyes. <laughs> Every time I read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It reminds me oh. to be humble. Um, you know, God gives us what we have and he gives us different gifts. You know, I, I'm uh, a crippled, dying man who has a, a knack for decoding things. No, a really good one. Yes. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stop standing up to the bully, just like I've done since I was a kid. I've always stood up to bullies, and now the deep state is bullying my people, and my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. So I'm, I'm just here doing my thing. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's just an honor to fight alongside everybody who's actually fighting the fight and not succumbing to the fake news. I mean, sides are being drawn and people will wake up. Um, God has already set these things in motion. So, you know, my life has built me up for this and I'm sure you feel the same. And I'm sure everybody out there who's listening feels the same and has a story just like ours. Uh, what, what really matters now is just trying to survive as long as possible and save as many hearts and minds as possible. And yes. how do we reach through the, the, the chaos, the noise, and the censorship. Exactly, you know, and and it's one one person at a time, mm -hmm. you know, and it's yeah. doing it gently, it's doing it with love, it's doing it without judgment, because, you know, no matter how much you want to lead people to the person that can give them that salvation, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. You have to be careful about you do it, because one way you can do it is make them run the other direction what took me so long to come to scripture and to come to Christ wasn't Christ or the Bible. It was Christians because yeah. I felt judged. I felt like I'm not worthy to be here. You know, you have to let people know, look, you know, tell your testimony, tell people what a piece of crap you may have been in your past life. Like I was, you know, drug abuse. Um, you know, just, I did all kinds of bad things. But those stories are going to end up giving other people inspiration and in order to follow that. So you don't make them feel judged. Don't make them feel like they don't belong. Don't make them feel like you're, you think you're better than them, you know, because ultimately what are you doing? You're putting a stumbling block at the foot of your brother and you're going to be held accountable to that, you know? So it's a matter of doing it with love and God, you know, and not necessarily with words, with fruits. God didn't say, you know, he wanted us to spread the gospel, but he wanted us to bear fruits because your actions speak louder than words. And that's not just a dumb saying, as you know, 
your actions speak louder because actions are sincere. Talk is cheap. Um, yeah. You know, so when you show people, they're like, man, I want my life what that guy's got. And all you did was just do what God asked you to do and live that way. And they see this big smile and, and they can feel love because, you know, if, if um, another deception is that we've lost our instincts, you know, the world has, has jammed logic so much into our heads that we've let go of our instincts. Children still have those instincts. I, I always say that I trust babies and puppies. You know, if you want to know what kind of a person someone is, puppies and babies, because they, they, all they know is instinct. They don't have logic yet, you know? So we need to start regressing, live like a child. God even says that, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. you know, and, and we need to get that innocence back into our lives because in a way, you know, the millstones, you know, protecting mm -hmm. the children and not so forth. I always feel like he's referring to our childlike aspects, our innocence, because the world has made us stumble, you know, so we're trying to get back on our feet. And you know, that's one thing as, as followers of Christ is that, you know, we're going to stumble. Every one of us are, I don't care if you're the best, greatest Christian in the entire world. One of these days, you're going to trip on a stone, you're going to yeah. fall. And, and it's going to be up to another Christian to pull you back up on your feet as they will do for us one day. And it's just doing everything with love. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned over the years is, harm, you know, when you harm someone by calling them names, making them feel bad, judgment, and so forth, you're ultimately harming yourself. We're all God's children. God lives within all of us. So when you down someone else, you're not helping yourself at all. But when you lift someone up, when you teach them what you know, when you show them light, love, inspiration, what God brings to you, you're, you're helping yourself in a way because you're building that army for God. And like I said, is we're, we're all, you know, I kind of, in a weird way, you remember the dark crystal, the movie way back in yeah. the day, Steven Spielberg. The new crystal. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the old, old one. Yeah. one. So the, the new one is all about adrenochrome. Yeah. The new one's about adrenochrome. The, the original one actually had some, well, so I had some of the bad stuff in adrenochrome in it as well. Um, yeah. but the big story was, you know, metaphorically looking at it this way is that it used to be one big giant being created by God, you know what I'm saying? But what happened over time is that they split. So you had, let's just say 13 good things and 13 bad things. And every time one of the bad things died, one of the good things died too. But what was the whole point of the movie is them coming back to become that, that one thing again. And, and that one thing in metaphor or in our lives is God, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. coming back in, in the living embodiment of Christ. Can, um, yeah, it's sorry, Dustin, I have a, someone requested, could you, uh, Repeat the Corinthians um, verse, please, so they can write that down. Uh, sure, it's one Corinthians thirteen, and I I just use one verses uh, one to three there. Okay. There's a lot more. It's better. Okay, cool. perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And um, you know, it's funny that you talk about that joke with the dogs and trust. I used to make a joke all the time. I don't anymore as much, but um, I said I, I don't trust anyone even my dog, because it would lie to me for my dinner. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we can trust the word, man. We can trust that the prophecies will play out like they said. Uh, we can trust that these things will happen exactly the way that he said and in the exact order and with the exact signs. And all of those things are happening. And, and he did tell us to pay attention, <laughs> yeah. you know, so that we're not just, uh, you know, caught unawares and 
uh, deceived and in darkness like everyone else. For we're not dark, uh, we're not children of the darkness, but of light. Yes. And, you know, all of all of that stuff is on my game over post. If you want to see my like, prophecy breakdown of of um, where we are, where we've been, and and how we're in the end times, that's the uh, end times mapping project called Game Over at the Serapeum. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you know where where we are. I know where we are. Um, I think your audience is pretty aware of where we are. We're in basically a trench war. Uh, against yeah. fake news before the very gates of hell during Armageddon. It's pretty darn epic, in fact. And I, I, for one, am very grateful to be alive. Especially during this time. God put us yeah. here to counter the evil, to counter yeah. disinformation, um, to do our research, to, you know, that's the importance. You know, always, one thing that I always pray for is wisdom and discernment because, yeah. you know, knowledge is abundant, but knowledge can be used to heal but it can also be used to destroy the beauty about wisdom is it tells you how to take that knowledge and use it in a great way. Then we need the discernment from God because there's so much deception and some things sound great. You know, um, you know, I, I compare it to politicians, you know, when they're out there on the campaign trail, you know, they sound great. They're great on paper, but we need that discernment from God to know what they're really about. And, you know, the deception is so great, you know, the devil's not the deceiver. He's the great deceiver. You know what I'm saying? He's way smarter than yep. any of us are. You know, yep. we can't rely on ourselves to dictate what's real and what's not. We rely on God to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, yeah, and you're right. And, and the fallen angels, the watchers, Satan, um, the, the adversary, all of them are way smarter than us. Yeah. Um, their children on earth are not anymore, but they used to be. I mean, they used to have 30% bigger brain capacity and such, but they're not giant anymore. They're actually lower IQ than us now, but the fallen angels, the, the so-called aliens, they're like IQ 2000 off the charts. But what's funny is that the, the weapons that they use are not generally like knives and bombs. The weapons of the fallen angels are like we saw in the pre-flood world in the book of Enoch and Genesis when all flesh was corrupted and sin just went through the roof. Yeah, they, they like to teach us abortion and, and uh, porn and sin, and they teach us, you know, how to destroy our DNA and, and become Nephilim demons. And you know, that's basically how they work and how they operate And the beauty of the Bible. One of the many beauties of the Bible is, as the Bible says, uh, scripture makes wise even the simple. That means it makes smart even the stupid. Yeah. And if you're dumb and you read the Bible and you believe the Bible, you will be protected from 99.9% of the 2000 IQ fallen angel BS because you just trusted your father and he gave you some good advice, which kept you on the straight and narrow and away from all of those IQ 2000 weapons in the spiritual realm. Oh, yeah. They they love, you know, it's it's kind of like the art of war. Let your enemy destroy themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. They love that. That's part of the sacrifice, you know, because another part of the sacrifice, when we say sacrificing children, isn't just killing them and removing from the earth, but it's also like the the uh, gender transitions and stuff like that, you know, because they're becoming what God had not intended them to be. God made them the way they were supposed to be. So there's multiple forms of the sacrifice. And, and like you said, you know, we're becoming dumber as a nation. Matter of fact, you know, our brains, what, what, are, what are we allowed? Like we, we use 20% of, of the entire brain, you know, and I'm sure we could tap into more of that, but it's going to be a spiritual tapping into it spiritually. You know, an example is it, and I used this last night, you know, having the faith of a mustard seed, we have the ability to move mountains. And I don't think that was a metaphor. You know, I literally think we've got, you know, many things that, that they talk about in scripture, we have the ability to do, 
but logic tells us we can't do it. You know, therefore, you don't see anybody, you know, like Jedi Knights, you know, moving cans across the room and stuff like that. But we we were meant for so much more than we have become. And another big thing, too, is that um, somebody I, I found a video last night and he pointed it out. He's like, you know, what religion has more um, fake preachers than any other religion? And I will say Christianity because they're they're using our churches now in order to get people walking down that wrong path. You know, you've got the LGBTQ sure. pastors and stuff like, like literally preaching things. You've got Joel Osteen's. Um, so they're using, you know, our temples against us. But once again, you know, the temple wasn't a church built by hands with wood. The temple is right here in our body. It's us gathering together. You know, church yeah. is everywhere. God is everywhere. We have the ability to speak to God if we're sitting on the toilet, driving down the road, taking a shower, or in a church, you know, um, yeah. we need to utilize it. One big thing I see about the church we discussed earlier is that it does talk a lot about what we need to focus on, but it doesn't talk about, you know, our, our adversary. It doesn't talk about our enemies. It doesn't talk about what we need to focus on, what we need to expect from the devil. Um, we need to be prepared. Churches need to talk about this and not shy away from it. Um, but they also, as important as the sacrifice that Christ made on that cross is, um, I see so much focus on that, and I don't see many churches focusing on on the teachings of Christ. Christ didn't yeah. come here just to die on a cross. He did. He sacrificed. He gave us a chance to heaven. I love that. But he also taught us how to lay our hands on each other and heal, how to pray for one another, how to pray properly prophesy like there was so many lessons that christ brought to us on this earth um and we tend not to focus on those things and if we did we would become what we are meant to be you know like curly q says right here self-help sermons you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like joel osteen to me is the help yeah. self preacher you know and it's yeah. not about Feel good. how do you get a better mercedes or a nicer home it, no no prosperity we, preachers prosperity man. thank Crazies. you yes prosperity preachers i know i pick on joel osteen a lot here he's gonna see man, me one day. i i would like to get into a boxing arena with most of those fake <laughs> tv preachers I, <laughs> yes me too you yeah. should ask him to do that <laughs> do you know the, the, a funny example um that you would not first think of as a good example and it's a kind of a counter example but you you talked about the, the grain of mustard um mustard seed basically uh, having the faith of a, a mustard seed moving mountains um, that happened in the Bible one time, some, some, a little thing, because a mustard seed is a tiny little seed. It's one of the, I think it is the tiniest seed in the world, but it's a tiny, tiny little seed and it grows into a, a, you know, a big plant. So one time a tiny little thing grew into a big thing and built a mountain to try to fight God. That's got, that guy's name was Nimrod. Yes. He had yeah. a strong faith in the guy who just flooded the entire world. Mm -hmm. So his faith in God was absolute, but he hated God. And he had such faith uh, that he spent his lifetime opposing God and he built a literal mountain to try to climb to God and fight him. So, you know, it's absolutely true, um, but maybe not in the way that you think, maybe not in the Jedi levitation, you know, mind control thing. Maybe it is a metaphor for willpower because of yeah. faith, Yeah, faith to will, you know, will to, to power, as they call it historically. And your, your will to, to do things because of your faith, your, your faith, which is dead without works. Um, as the Bible says, so, you know, having the strength of mind 
to build mountains or to move mountains is absolutely possible for anyone who could just grow from a seed into a group and then get a damn shovel ready, you know, just get some shovels. Yeah. And more millstones. We're going to need more millstones. Lots of them. Um, Well, man, we are out of time. We got um, time left for the prayer this evening. I mean, it went by so fast. Um, Man, like I said, open-ended ticket. Anytime you Mm -hmm. ever want to come on, just, you just reach out to us and be like, Hey man, I'd love to come on next week and we'll make a day for you, man. It's, it's always a wonderful conversation. Everyone here really enjoys what you have to say. Um, you've gotten a lot of, um, people that are checking out the stuff that you're doing in your different sites, you know, because of you coming on here as well. And like I said, I, I learned so much. The conversations are absolutely amazing and we all appreciate you. Yeah. Your work is amazing. Yeah. Well, thank all of you for that. And, you know, I hope, um, I hope that the work helps people. I mean, this is the hidden history they're deleting from the internet. This is our history as a, as a human species that the enemy is trying to rewrite. And, um, you know, it's a story from beginning to end, just like the Bible. It's a story of, of humanity struggling against a snake that has been trying to choke us since the beginning. Yep. Absolute little serpent. And, you know, we're, we've come together. God's building his army. We've got to do our part, stand firm and, and fear not. You know, there's, there's a reason that it was mentioned so many times in the Bibles because they try to sow fear into us in order to keep us from fulfilling our missions, you know, but with trust in that love in God, knowing that God's got your back all the time, there, there really is nothing to be afraid because I always say the worst things that happen is you end up in prison and then we Paul, you know, we become Paul's and we spread that gospel and we utilize that opportunity to fulfill another mission God has us on, or we end up dying on the battlefield and then we're home, you know? So it, no matter how you look at it, it's a win-win. Um, you know, because we have a purpose. Our lives are so much more than eat, sleep, work, and repeat. We're serving God now, the greatest mission ever, and it gives life so much fulfillment and so much meaning. Very cool. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Um, I I think that, um, yeah, we've covered a lot of ground tonight, and this is the most rewarding, as you're saying, this is the most rewarding thing you could be doing, serving God. Yeah, amen. Even if you're in a ditch all day and you got nothing to eat, it's so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. That's because God needed you to fast. And then the yeah. moment he's done with your <laughs> fast, he's going to give you something to eat. That's the thing. We, you know, so many people in this world, you know, God asks us to focus on the kingdom, to do on, on you know, on earth as we do in heaven, you know, but we need to remember is that all we need is shelter, food, water, love, these things to survive. We don't need a fancy home. We just need something over our heads. We don't need a ribeye steak. We just need something to give us nourishment. You know, we need to start um, appreciating the little things as being the big things that we need. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Brother, I want to thank you so much again for coming on, man. It's always a great conversation. Yes. Um, Thank you. You know, we, you know, like I said, anytime you want to come on, um, you're more than welcome to just reach out. We'll, we'll have you on. If I had it my way, I'd have you on once a week. <laughs> You're available. Yeah, Let ma'am. us know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to stretch my uh, my energy and time and, and limited resources with uh, reaching as many people as I can. I've, I've almost stopped doing my own news videos. I mean, I'm just trying to do interviews. And I do recaps of what's happening. But mostly I focus on why it's happening and trying to show some of the decodes from Scripture and history and, and modern science and such and just connect the dots for people. I think that's my place. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and you're doing a great job. Um, like I said, everyone is yeah, waking people yeah, up and yeah, bringing them to God, and 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 you do it in a really great way to where you're you're bringing the receipts, and that's one thing, you know, because when you bring the receipts, you don't have an argument. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look, it's right here. You can't argue with me, you know, and, and you do yeah. it in a phenomenal way. We're, we're very grateful. Matter of fact, uh, MSM Liars, who comes on with us every Thursday, um, says, hey, if you want to come on with us on Thursday, you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. <laughs> Open ticket. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. Open ticket to join us. Just let us know and I'll reach out to you. If you have something that you are want to share and just reach out to me. Yes. Yeah, well, anytime that you guys want me and, and okay. certainly if, like if, if an event happens or something happens and you guys want my perspective, or if you want yeah, to go absolutely. into like a specific topic, feel free. Yeah. Okay. Let me know. I've got a, a whole page uh, called interview with the archivist with okay. some suggested topics that we could go into and absolutely. like mark of the beast, you know, the mark of the beast, the vaccine, that one specific breakdown, mm -hmm. that's just one of like dozens and dozens of things that we've got. They're equally big. I okay. mean, they're all really, really big. That sounds good. Yeah, I'll reach out to you and let's uh, get you on. We'll set a date for you to come on and talk about that. Perfect. I would love that. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on. I know. And I know you got to get back with the family, man. Um, like I said, I appreciate it. We we always end with the prayer. So uh, we'll go okay. ahead and pray. But I just wanted to thank you so much, man, for a great conversation tonight and uh, just always enlightening. Always. Anytime. Thank you, Duncan and Levin. Awesome. Well, God bless you, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Everyone else, uh, please bow your head. We'll get into a little bit of spiritual warfare um, before we head on out and get you onto the other shows. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again just for all that you've done for us. Dear Lord, we are sinners, and you loved us anyways. We've made so many mistakes, dear Lord, but you've forgiven us, dear Lord. We, we repent, and you forgive us, and we don't deserve it. But dear Lord, we want to do everything that we can. You ask very little of us, dear Lord, but let us step up. Let us do as much as we can for you. Let us serve you in every way we can, dear Lord. No matter what we do, even at our jobs, the things that really you wouldn't think involve you, dear Lord, let's make it involve you. Everything that we do, let's utilize our time to help others, dear Lord, and to help ourselves so that we can build a stronger relationship. Thank you for the platform that you have blessed us with in order to have these conversations, have these great guests come on like Dustin, have these phenomenal people that join us in our chat, just bringing such a wonderful conversation and giving us all a new way, a new metaphor, a new analogy to understand things a little bit better. Because Heavenly Father, Scripture isn't the easiest thing to read. But dear Lord, many people have their wonderful interpretations and have this phenomenal ability that you have given us, you have given us, in order to explain that. And I thank you. I thank you so much for that. I thank you for bringing the people into my lives that have given me a better understanding and perspective about things that I've read, things that I thought I understood, that I have a new perspective and a new understanding about it, dear Lord, so I can be able to do that myself and go out and teach others. Dear Lord, thank you for the storytellers. Thank you for the ones that can remember every verse and, and just repeat scripture out of their mind. Dear Lord, you've given us all a different ability a different way of speaking, a different way of a different mission in this great battle, dear Lord. Every mission from every single individual, dear Lord, is ultimate for the same big mission, and that is for you. It's leading people down that narrow path so that they can find the person 
that can bring them salvation. It's certainly not us, dear Lord, but we can lead them to you. So I thank you, dear Lord. I thank you for the inspiration, the love, the excitement that you bring to every one of us as we even mention your name or or talk about a verse or have a conversation about scripture in general. Dear Lord, this is a, a gift that we did not deserve. So let us embrace this gift. Let us never forget that you have chosen every one of us to be here at this time, this, this time in history. We could have been here any other time, but you chose us to be here now, dear Lord, because you needed us to be your servants, your information spreaders, your warriors in this great battle between God and, and the devil, between good and between evil. So dear Lord, thank you. Let us rise to the occasion. Let us hold this line. Let us never cease in prayer. Let us pray more every day, dear Lord. Let us come together in prayer. Thank you for people like Jay Wu, who has created his own little vineyard of people coming together to talk about you. Prayer sessions every night. Dear Lord, I am watching every person right here in this chat, and I'm watching them fulfill their missions, step out of their comfort zone, do things for you, Father, so that we can build a better earth, build this army as we're heading into the greatest war we've ever seen. Dear Lord, don't let us be fooled and distracted by all the wars and the rumors of wars we see here, by all the deception on this earth. Dear Lord, give us the wisdom and discernment in order to decipher what's happening here. Give us the courage that we need, dear Lord, and the strength in order to walk into that battlefield and face an enemy who is greater than we are. But no one is greater than our general, which is you, Father. So we can walk in, being the smallest person on that battlefield, and take down a giant, just like David, dear Lord. I know that the missions we're on now are going to be nothing compared to what we're walking into. The chaos that we're experiencing now is going to be worse the further we walk into this battle. But dear Lord, we're going to be prepared for it. And you are going to prepare us for every step along the way. You're going to mend the armor as we repent. You're going to sharpen and polish our swords, dear Lord, as we're going to need them in this war. You're going to make us smarter. You're going to refine us in every way, dear Lord, so that we are all fit to be in this battle that we're walking into. And I thank you, dear Lord. I thank you for choosing us, and I thank you for preparing us. We love you with all of our hearts, dear Lord, and we're going to never, ever be able to thank you for all that you have brought into our lives, dear Lord, but we can try. And hopefully one day we earn our way, we work our way into heaven to that chance that you gave us when you died on that cross for the laws that we try to abide by every day becoming better people, less sin. Dear Lord, we're never going to be perfect, but we're always going to strive to be Christ-like. And I thank you for bringing us down this path and getting us to where we are today. So I ask, dear Lord, that we are here with each other. No more division, unity. Let's unify, dear Lord. Let's help each other, lift each other up when we stumble. Let's be here for one another, dear Lord, because one man isn't going to win this battle. It's going to be all of us together with you as our leader. We love you with all of our hearts, and we thank you, dear Lord, for everything you bless us with, all big and small. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. 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 Beautiful prayer. Thank you. <sighs> Guys, what a great episode. I tell you, I just, you know, I... I, there's not many people that make me feel stupid, but when I get on the show with Dustin, I feel pretty dumb, oh, you know, because God. I mean, he just, his research is amazing. He, his research is amazing. He, Knowledge. you know, yeah, he makes me look at things in a little bit different way. He brings yes. up things I never thought, but 
like I said, is he uses the Bible to research it the same way that he did his political research. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the great thing is once you, you get out of the political rabbit hole and you start using scripture and having a scriptural rabbit hole, so much more worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And all of you are such a huge part of this. I can't tell you how much you teach me and how much I learn from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, so and I thank you for it. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for all stepping up for your missions, being here with us every night. You could have chose to be anywhere you wanted to be. And you chose chose here. And I'm so grateful for that, guys. I'm so grateful for the inspiration that you bring here. You encourage me to find that stronger relationship, living as well, Mm -hmm. every single day. Guys, this isn't a show of the people on the microphones. This is all of us that are here. This is all of you that leave the comments later on and and make me research other things. The things you send us to our emails that we can look in and research. You're amazing people. I am so thankful that you allowed us to be part of your family. We are grateful beyond all belief. And I am so humbled more and more every day that God has privileged both of us right here Mm -hmm. with this beautiful family. I'm so thankful, guys. Yeah, we we certainly really, really do love you. We love love that you um, ask us questions, too. I wanted to bring that up. Anytime we have a guest on, please please feel free to just put it in there because I'm, I'm watching the chat. And um, I give them to Duncan so he can uh, he can let our guests know. Exactly. I love to do that because that helps, you know, if you have answers or you have worries or something like that, it helps us to find those answers from the guests that we have on. So exactly. Really you know, awesome. and sometimes I just don't want to stop him from I know talking. you don't yeah. want to stop so him. So I, I yeah. try to get to as many of the questions as possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, but we will address this. One of these days, we're just going to come on with Dustin and have a Q&A. We, let we you guys ask you questions. Guy let him answer. That. Um, Boilerman, if you're still here, um, I would love to get you on with Dustin Nemos when he comes on here in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, That way you can ask him the questions that you had because I wanted to get deeper into that as well. Um, Like I said. Same with John. Yeah, same same with with, with John. We'd love to have you two get on together too, and he would like that, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if we can get him on Thursday, uh, Boilerman, Uh I will get with you as well. We will just uh, have all of us on just okay. to have a little, you know, Dustin time. And then one day we'll, we will have a Dustin Nemo's Q&A so that yeah, you guys can like yeah, just ask questions and let him answer. Like I said, I just feel a little bit smarter and a little bit wiser <laughs> tonight than I did before I started the show. Oh my this is what it's all about. This is the impact that we make on one another. He's too. He's a very kind man. Yeah, he did. He's, He's a very humble and father, kind person. Yeah. Family, family man. Loves his family too. Mm-hmm. But um, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Living great conversation as well. Um, Dustin, I know you're still you're still out there listening. I know you're with your family, but we love you and we're so thankful for all that you bring here. Absolutely, guys. This was Kilted Christian episode four seventy four with Dustin Nemos. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. We will be back tomorrow evening for Kilted Christian episode four hundred and seventy five, and the topic is going to be God's miracles through children. Um, it's kind of weird because multiple things, um, were brought up today. Matter of fact, the movie we're going to be watching is a girl, um, who believed in miracles. Like I can't remember the exact name of the film. We're going to watch this one tonight. It's all about prayer. Um, and then I got sent something by Moonwolf that fell right into that category, which brought me to an article that I read probably three months ago, uh-huh. um, which is all about stories of children performing miracles, another just absolutely beautiful um, topic. So we will get into that tomorrow night for episode 475. But in the meantime, guys, have a beautiful rest of your evening. I love you very, very much. And I leave you with this.
absolutely beautiful rest of your night remember as i always end our show fear not stress not let go of the anxiety there's no point because we know how this ends god always fulfills his promises and guess what he promised us he will come back he will win we're going to be in heaven one day we're going to be back home but we have a job to do right here as on earth as in heaven we need to keep focusing on this performing our mission, fulfilling our missions, protecting our children, spreading the word, helping other people find what we have, not with judgment, with true love. Like I love all of you. Thank you so much for all that you do. It's an honor to be here and a blessing to be here with you every single night. Have a beautiful rest of your evening. We will see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian, episode 475 about kids performing miracles. We love you and God bless.